So you had a great conversation uh, with a gnome friend. Yeah, I sure did. Um, he was the gnome friend that I, we spoke of in the last podcast. Yeah. He had, we had a great little convo. He had a lot of notes. <laughs> God bless him. Just like a typical gnome. Um, great notes about, about the podcast, but down to like exactly how our sound quality should be. Uh, we love it. We, we love, love it, it so much. This is why we love the fellowship, but why we love the gnomes. Like, oh, bring it. Bring it in. Let's talk more gnomes. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's talk more gnomes today. Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. So here's the thing. I think you can often mistake a gnome for a fairy. You're looking at a gnome, but you think it's a fairy. Yes. Happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the, the, the two that I differentiate the most for folks. For folks. Right. Yeah. 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 Because... And we can talk about that similarity. I have this great friend in my life uh, who, yeah, if you if you were new to this and you were looking from like a fresh eye, you would see fairy because she's wearing tie-dyed clothing, yeah, kind of velvet velvet clothing, yeah, um, or she's got like, really these beautiful kind of long flowing bright red pants with this really beautiful outfit and a big hat like it looks really like flamboyant flamboyant kind of big expressive expressive yeah yeah and she's um she's in the garden all the time mm. and she's mixing plant elixirs and she's you yeah. know so she's always kind of got these like fragranty sprays around her yes and she's um, and if you spend time with her, she's very circular in her thought process and in her execution of things. So she's not elfy in that like A to B yes. way. She's really like over here yes. with a thought and then like out of the blue over here with a thought. Yes. And, yes. Then, and then over here. And it's this really circular type of thinking where you have to like sit back. <laughs> yes. Yes. Non-linear. Kind Non-linear. Of, yeah. yeah. And then, um, like, <laughs> I've described her in this podcast before because she's such a such a great illustration of this of this type of gnome. Mm. Um, where, like, if you go into her living room, there's like this apothecary chest, and you can open all the little drawers, and they're yeah. full of little things like yes. birds' nests, and you know, yes. like whatever, whatever this charm or this like bead, right? And it just feels like. That would be a fairy. Yes, yes, totally. You know? All that stuff, stuff, all that colorful, cool, funny toys even, you know. And I trinkets. think it runs also along that archetype or a stereotype of like Tinkerbell, yes, you know, yes. of like fairies are going to be in the forest and they're going to be really eccentric and they're going to be having bird's nests and jewels mm -hmm. and... Yeah, you know, flowers in their hair, flowers in their hair. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so I think that it's it's running that parallel line yeah. where actually a gnome can represent 
Tinkerbell, the archetype or stereotype of mm. a fairy, closer than an actual fairy yes. might. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so, um, so yeah, let's let's talk, so let's talk about why. Like, tell me why you think uh, you think it's a fairy, but it's actually a gnome. Yeah. I think all the things you said that they're there it's that it's that sort of superficial layer that um that you you might just read fairy but is if you go into why like we always talk about it's it's how they got there and it's um it's the, sort of the way they wear it the way they the way they interact with their stuff yeah, you sometimes say, like, say I've heard you say like the container of gnome yes. not the content not the content yeah, yeah. exactly exactly um my gnome friend who I spoke with, he he was a little tripped up when I was talking about my father, who's more of a bookish gnome, studying, you know, researching bird feeders and having 10 bird feeders. And he was like, well, I'm not interested in birds and I'm not, um, I'm not like, that's not my thing. I'm not really actually that much of an outdoorsy guy. <laughs> um, he's actually much more of an indoors guy, but he realized he's writing a, um, a glam rock music opera. <laughs> And he's modeling it off of um, Rush, the band Rush's 2012 album, 2112 album. And he has, he's listened to that album 30 times in his life as a gnome already. But now he's listening to it 30 more times from 12 different angles. So he was like, oh, those 12 new angles that I'm listening to this one album on and knowing whether it's three-quarter or four-quarter time is my 12 bird feeders. Right. So the container is, for a gnome, you're just approaching everything from this very detailed, very research point of view. Yes, yes. And that's everything. That's not just outdoor equipment because I love outdoor equipment. Absolutely. It's, it's bird feeders and it's this this CD that I love or this musical track or this band, but yes. I mean, Rush is worth it. But <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> putting it out there. Yes. Worth it. Um, but like... <laughs> But whatever it is, the contain like the gnome is approaching it from this place yeah. of yeah the way they got there right yeah. those velvet pants of your friend they're they're not probably going to be on what's on trend they you know they got there because they were they spent five hours in the resale shop and they touched every pair of pants and they really liked that particular velvet and that particular hue and they have it in their closet you know along with five other velvet pants from 1960s, you know, and they're going to tell you who the maker is, et cetera. So, and the fairy, you know, <laughs> it might've been just what was on sale at the, uh, at the local, you know, mall shop. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many ways that a fairy and a gnome, the content might seem so yes. similar, but the container, the way they got there was so different. And so, so if we were, you know, like, so if we're looking from that deeper eye, mm -hmm. I think, like, if we're looking at my friend, you're going to see that sensuality. Yes. That is different. It's a, she, She's actually very grounded and very sensual. She's very this. She's an she's an outdoor gnome, so mm -hmm. she's very earthy. Mm -hmm. Versus that same kind. If you do all the same content of a fairy, you're having this very light, very uplifted, yes. very uh, a different type of erraticness. It's yep. kind of flighty. Yep. It's fun. It's goofy. It's silly. It's innovative. It's, yes. you know, like, and the the actual imprint of that content reads differently. It reads differently. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, it doesn't have that 
researched quality behind it at all. <laughs> you know, it's it's just how they felt. It's the it's the vibe. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if it's a fairy, so if it's a yeah, dome, it's though, a so we've got that deep sensuality, mm-hmm. or we've got that deep like like three 180 for sure if not 360 degree per view of something yes and we've got that um that backed up um research yeah where there's been these hours logged and this very specific point of view Mm -hmm. brought forward through like reviewing it all and, and going through it all. Yeah, exactly. And that circular thinking, if if you stay with it, <laughs> it's going to go deep into anything. It's it's, it's, spiral. it's spiraling. Yeah, it's, it's spiraling deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper and deeper. deeper yeah. In. And you know, there's only so many creatures that can go that deep <laughs> with the gnome um, that are really gonna. Hang in there, you know. Uh, we've had some feedback on our Facebook group of fairies in relationship with gnomes, like we were talking about, and they just it just drives them crazy when they start to spiral with their gnome. They're just not interested. Okay, you know, yeah. So on the Facebook community, our group chat, yeah, people are people so are chatting, people are chatting about, about their relationship yes. with gnomes. Okay, cool. Yeah, in our last episode, we were talking about that. Yeah. Okay, so then this is perfect. Let's. Let's go into those avatars of the, that are a natural fit. What's the relationship then that's going to work yeah. with our gnome? Yeah. I think I'll start with my cousin who's a gnome and her dwarf husband. Um, I think gnomes and dwarves are a classic pairing because they're both um, – they both can can really hang in there for the long haul of whatever the project is. Um, and and kind of do the work, so to speak. They're both workers. Um, you know, the gnome in more of that research way, um, that sensual exploration of something. My friend who's, you know, spending 30 hours, you know, on, the, on studying this album. And dwarves are similar. They can hang in there and do the work. So my cousin will have like a home project, right? She wants to build a new deck or she wants Your cousin's to, the like, gnome. Cousin's the gnome and her husband's the door. Husband's the door. Yeah. Okay. So she will often have the idea, this kind of sometimes an out there idea for the family. Um, so she wants, she, cause she's, cause she, She's the eccentric eccentric gnome. one. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so she's so got she's the eccentric, eccentric idea. idea. Yeah. Okay, a life. Of, okay, yeah, yeah, and she's and she's like you know she's researched. She's researched. Um, like they built a basketball court for her eldest son, who uh, for all of her sons, but um, who's an elf who's a, who loved to study the statistics of basketball and, <laughs> and strategize exactly how he would coach a basketball team for hours up in his room. P.S. And his mother was wanting to get the exact right measurements of a basketball court and the right height and the right layout. And so she um, researched, you know, uh, basketball courts for your side yard um, and got the good deal and got the right, you know, equipment. Um, but it was her dwarf husband who executed this very but well researched thing. But she's an executor, too, as a no. She's an executor, too, but she's not going to haul the concrete. <laughs> she's not going to, right, she's, she's, she's got the design idea. She's got uh, the because research. Here's the question. You just talked about an elf who's going to spend hours researching. Yes. So if we're yes. going about, if, we're, if, our, if our doc, if, if what we're declaring is that the, the container is different because the gnomes are going to spend the hours and hours researching. Yes, yes, right? yes. But so then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's the difference of these what's two the ways, ways of researching? So an elf is... is I don't need to go into okay. too much detail there. What I want to clarify is 
is that container of gnome, right? Which we know she's going to walk out there. She's going to measure it with her tape. She's yes. going to walk to those stores. She's going to test them. She's going to feel them. The elf's in his room. The elf's in his room, not leaving the computer. I- not in yep. him following yep. ideas. Yes. And there's going to be some, like, direct execution. So we, because yes. we're using these words like research and execution, but then we're saying... Yes, the dwarf the is executing, yes, the yes, elf yes. is researching. Where's the gnome? Yes, yes. So the gnome is researching with their hands, researching with their senses um, versus their mind. So exactly there. She's going out and she's looking at the different colors of concrete and she's making sure the mix is just right. And she's talked to 12 different people on the phone and used her feet to go to the stores. Um She's going to have touched it. She's going to have, you know, looked at 12 different colors. Um, and an elf is not going to do that. And a dwarf is not going to do that. A dwarf is not interested in that level of research and that level of, of sensual execution and exploration. A dwarf is interested in doing the job. Yeah. And, in, and actually, like, what's the tool I need to mount the basketball hoop onto the concrete, you know, with this flooring, you know, underneath it? That's and so so they're a great combo because she can um, have have identified everything that she wants to do and have begun the execution and then hand it off when yes. it comes to the. So these are friends. These, this, this dwarf dwarf and gnome are just naturally good friends because that dwarf is going to be as we talked about before. It's that that warrior, that resilient, that like just get that job done is going to work from dawn to dusk. Is just yep. going to do the heavy lifting. But then you've got that really beautiful eccentric vision of the yeah. gnome, that sensual detail, that research point of view, that depth. You know that that that, that the the dwarf can go all the way to that level of depth, that level of. Um, uh, integration of an idea, like where we really we have we have researched every color and every element of of something, and they can make it happen. Okay, great. So yeah, so the dwarf's not going to argue the gnome who has researched every color. No, no, they're they're cool with with just doing the work. Just do the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the work done. So you're going to have that beautiful partnership. So whether yep. that's uh, you know, like whether that's a brother, a sister, a coworker, yep. you know, a cousin or a family member or whatever, you know, Absolutely. this kid's husband and wife, whatever that gnome relationship is. But the if you're a gnome and you've got a dwarf, yep. you two are natural born work buddies. Yep. You, the, together, you're going to get not just the job done, mm-hmm. you're going to get this deeply, um, ex, like sensually executed with all kinds of you know, extra level of, of precise detail, detail yep. into that project. Yeah. So that's, that's really nice. And I would say a dwarf really appreciates that, really appreciates that. in a Because then the finished product is yes. such a, it has a, it has that depth and that sensuality. Yes. Like it, it feels more, it's like a really good wine. Like you can make this great yes. wine, but unless it has that fullness of flavor and fullness yes. of color and richness of, and it's the gnome that really brings all that to yeah. the table. It sort of maximizes what the dwarf can do, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a great way to talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What other avatars are a natural fit for gnomes? I um, I know a lot of like hobbit and gnome pairings, whether it's um, 
partnerships, uh, romantic partnerships or friendships. Um, I am a hobbit and have lots of known friends. And they're a natural pairing, too, because they, they're both makers and doers. So, you know, a, a hobbit loves a craft project. So does a gnome. Um, my gnome friend and I, back when I was in grad school, and we were both in grad school, we started a craft club together. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the hobbits, were, we, uh, we, we made it about a, an hour in. The gnomes would make it two hours in, you know, mm. to the craft club. Still working on it, still crafting, you know, bringing those extra bits of fabric or whatever it is we were working on. I see I love my friend the gnome that I was talking about earlier. You went down into her basement yes. and that basement was like one section of it was like all these paper products and yes. then one section was like a distiller and all these herbs yes. and various bottles to distill stuff and then one section was all just like clay. She had like a kiln yes. and she had all this clay. And so she could be down there for weeks, weeks. crafting. Yes. And I can just see, like, me you, walking like, in yeah, there. Yeah, my I little sister see. here, Hobbit, <laughs> walks in there and is like, Disneyland yes. for a Hobbit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because we both want to touch everything, right? We touch to love. We use our hands. We learn through our hands and our senses. Um, it, mine is not as that sensual, deep thing, but mine is more like, like a, it's like a grokking, you know, so I want it. So every drawer she has, you know, I want to touch it, every bit of clay. Um, I want to learn what that is. I want to explore it. Now, if you are not something. a crafty gnome. Yes. Uh, so I know that you've mm-hmm. got some people in your life like that. So do I, yep. who are much more... A little more bookish, let's say. Or a little bookish, little, yep, yeah, yep, the more yep. bookish. Where is that hobbit-gnome connect there? Yeah. Um, I have another friend, more the more bookish friend. We loved to cook together. So, and like just have a, have a warm family meal, right? And spend three hours on that meal. Now, she's the one executing in that sensual, deep way, you know, she's going to put those 10 layers of on the lasagna. I'm just going to, like, shred the cheese and have some cheese and crackers beforehand and not really care that much of the exact herb that goes in the lasagna, but really enjoying the warm family time. Let's yeah. make sure we have a cup of tea or a glass of wine, that the fire's on, and I'm just enjoying the, the feeling of home and the feeling of cooking a meal together um, um, and, like, you know, chop the vegetables or whatever. But she has researched the recipe and is... Exact, precise temperature of the oven. Yes, and the right dish for it and the artisan cheese and... Yeah. Yeah, so there's a level of that detail that really is just gnome. Um, Because you could be... Because we've also seen chat on the on the Facebook community that was a hobbit not quite knowing she was a hobbit because she liked to research. Yes. But what she was researching wasn't to this detail no. and it wasn't everything it wasn't everything. it was just as i mentioned before it was like outdoor equipment because yep. she liked to be outside yeah so she was looking so so to the hobbit it felt like a lot of research but if yes. you went toe-to-toe with a gnome on you're that you're not even in the same ballpark you're not yep. in the same ballpark yep. of the level of detail and again it's it's so alive for them. Yes. It the, like it, like to a different type of an avatar, like the like the Hobbit. It mm-hmm. it actually is too heavy. Yeah. And it's onerous to go into that level of detail. Absolutely. We we just want the the experience and the thing. Like we don't. We're not. Yeah. We're not. We're not interested in research for the sake of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like yeah. I like, and I'm imagining my favorite gnome of all time, which is this famous chef Dave Chang. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who had a, like a 10-minute monologue <laughs> on making the perfect piece of toast with yes. butter. Yes. And like yes. in going step by step on how to make a piece <laughs> of toast with butter. And uh, I can see how like to me as an elf, I loved it because I loved the idea of it, like a 10-minute yes. monologue yes. Yes. on how to toast a piece of bread and cover yes. it with butter. Yes. And But for you as a hobbit, I can see the joy of eating that piece of it's bread the, and butter. It's the piece of bread, exactly. Yeah, the piece of bread and butter. And, and the, I'd probably bail out at five minutes. You know, I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Uh, now I know how to do it. Let's go eat it. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. Let's get out of the idea. <laughs> well, we can eat it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, let's just get to the eating part. Exactly. But that's where <laughs> hobbits and gnomes can really hang, where, where we can we can ha we can can do the thing together, you know, um, and we can have a good meal together. I'll eat that bread that Dave's making. You might not be interested, you know. No, in truth, and, and in truth, like, I might take a single bite yes. and be like, nice, and walk away. Because <laughs> yes. I got an idea to follow. Yeah, like, exactly. Just like 10 minute diatribes on other things. What, can, <laughs> what else can be so benign and so every day that we can do a 10 minute step by step? Like, I'm off on that. I don't care. Yes, you've already I, moved on. Yeah, and yeah. just the 10 minutes of him talking about it, I basically ate the toast already. Yeah, exactly. I'm done. Like, <laughs> to actually use the form and then yes. crunch on it. No, so it's only the gnome that is going into that level of detail and that yes. level of detail on everything. Yes. And if you're a gnome, it makes your heart sing. It makes your heart sing. It also really makes your heart sing to give it to a hobbit because yeah. hobbits are really going <laughs> to enjoy it. They're going to so enjoy it. We are really good at that. <laughs> okay, so your best friend, if yes. you're a gnome, is a hobbit. And I mean, I, I'm going to appreciate, there's so much I appreciate about gnomes, right? Like, I just love it. I Like, my dad showed me pictures of the paint colors he chose. You know, he gave me the whole story of how he chose those paint colors. But I am loving that paint color. I'm staring at that photo. I am really savoring the form. And I'm thinking about, you have a best friend who's very, very bookish and academic, mm -hmm. um, soulmate, who mm -hmm. is... Uh, yeah. A gnome. A gnome, yeah, totally. And, and yeah, it's, it's not just, about paint colors. It's not it's about a craft project. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it's, um, we share so many things, but part of it is humor. We, 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 she, she can craft, a, she's funny. She's funny as shit. And she can craft a joke and a pun and a turn of phrase. And we could chat all day long. And I am her biggest fan, right? I am just <laughs> sitting there enjoying her turn of a phrase. You know, she's, uh, she's the one who, uh, you know, she's, she's written and, Written countless words, you know. She's a, she's a writer and a and a and a psychologist and an assessment gal, and um, man, she's good with words. So, but I'm there to savor it. I'm there to to fan cool. it. Cool. Yeah. So the Hobbit <laughs> is the fan of yeah. the gnome, and yeah. that's a natural relationship. Yeah. But I gotta ask, like gnome to gnome, then what's a gnome to gnome? Gnomes to gnomes can be oh, it's just fantastic. You know. Um, that's the, I mean they speak each other's language those are those are going to be those great art pairings um I think of a friend's band he's the he's the elf he's the he's the the um, visionary of the band but his I think his team of four dudes five dudes three of them are gnomes <laughs> and they love to execute his vision and riff on each other's stuff so they will they will be the ones in the recording studio for 12 hours making sure that three-quarter time is matched up with the drums the bass and the second guitar mm. um, is miles davis a miles gnome? davis is absolutely yeah, a gnome <laughs> john coltrane those john yeah. you think about those recording sessions yes. where you have that like 
just hit record and let's see what comes out. But it's coming yes. out at such a high level yes. of of fine execution and craftsmanship. Yes. And you're going to need, as a gnome, another gnome who can go there with you, mm -hmm. right? Miles Davis and John Coulter, these are those improvisational moves where we're sp we're playing for two hours. Like, you know, they've been known, some of those those uh, those live recordings or those live sessions, we're going hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we're exploring the, the end, the, that the outer limits. Yes. Right? Really, really going very, very deep and very, very much around the edges to, yes. like, those those, those really the, outer limits, the, the outer <laughs> limits, pushing that outer limits of like what jazz is, and yes. moving it down. But again, I want to bring back that it's being like if the if the content is this jazz and this improv, the container is this depth, yes. this sensuality, yes. this this execution, yes. like whether time really, for the exploration, yeah, like that living time, it, living in your it body. in your body, exploring through the senses and letting like. Letting the body really explore, you yeah. know, letting your ear Hands, explore your hair. Yeah. 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 Whereas, you know, <laughs> any of those other signs. So, yeah, for those deep artistic explorations or, you know, like I, I think of, I always and think it, of is it chefs. Like, okay, yeah. Chefs. Yeah, chefs, just chefs Gnome that chefs. like, you know, to, that, that they would have a sous chef that would spend that 10th hour, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you had, okay, so if it's a collaborative project, two gnomes yeah. together, you're just going to get this really deep yeah. kind of piece. Yep. Um, what does it look like if it's like, um, you know, what does it look like if it's an academic project or what does it look like if you're a brother sister or what, you know, like... Mm -hmm. Well, I'm flashing to, like, the liability of it, which is... Heavy. Heavy. They don't come out of the basement. They don't come out of the kitchen, you know, and they burn themselves out. They're, they've lost, they've sort of, as you would say, they lost the plot a little bit. You know, gnomes can lose the plot. Like, where are we headed? Where are we going? What's the goal? Which is, you know, more in the elf domain. Um, they can get lost in their spiral, for sure. So two gnomes collaborating, you know, they need an elf around. They need a hobbit to pull them out with a little cheer, with a little, you know, make sure they eat that food that they were <laughs> working 12 hours on, you know. Um, or the dwarf to execute it, you know. So, too and definitely, many gnomes, if it's also yeah. a romantic relationship, oh yeah, I'm not sure that's super successful. It's that's a tricky one, I would say. Yeah, it's heavy, too it, heavy. Like, yep. And and something we've talked about with gnomes before that they can often get a kind of an Eeyore esque kind of a like yeah, a bit depressive, bit depressive. Um, yeah. That is not <laughs> naturally like that is naturally occurring as opposed yes. to. A, a, a tension of suffering in your system based on dysfunctional conditioning. Instead, yes. this is actually naturally occurring. It's naturally occurring. And if it's, it can be channeled, it can be channeled in that discernment, as we like to talk about. Um, but yeah, if you have too much in the soup, if you have too much of that moody, depressive stuff in there, it, it's, it's, it's stodgy. too much base. Yeah, yeah it's, too it's much like base. you end up with just base on base. Yes. And base, and that that's a that's a tough living environment. Like if you're brother or sister, or yeah. if you've got a husband and wife situation, and the, the, it means that the, there's just that like, yeah. you're not there's not much. Like that execution never ends and goes somewhere. Yes, it doesn't resolve itself. Yes, exactly. Into you a stay final, in that spiral. You're just yes. staying. <laughs> you're just in going spiral. deeper and yeah. deeper into yeah. this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Which you know. 
which is why we talk about the fellowship and, and, um, and, you know, we talked last time about how two fairies potentially could live together. And that would be true for two gnomes as well. But they're going to need fairy friends and elf friends and <laughs> hobbit friends and their own, you know, sort of areas and um, and other tools and ways to, to lift themselves out of what could be pretty stodgy. And, we, you know, when we talk about this, obviously everything we're talking about here is rather unconventional. Yes. In part, it's unconventional because conventionality it is a conditioned facade yes. that that doesn't actually align to reality. So as soon as you start talking about reality, you're penetrating this facade and flipping it. Yes. You know, yes. so in reality, <laughs> things are unconventional. Like yeah. because convention <laughs> is the facade yeah. of reality. It doesn't it doesn't match reality. It's the facade. Yes. And so the thing we keep talking about is like then two gnomes together will really need their own projects. Yes. And they will really need their own things because they'll just get lost in the depth yep. um, if, they're, if everything is so linked. And in the conventional mode of relationship um, is that we're going to do it all together. Yes. And so we're, if we're best friends or if we're partners or if we're um, romantic mates or whatever, then or we're doing everything we're together. Be, yes, if we're yeah. a family, oh yeah. gosh, the yeah. conventionality rules of family. So many stories. Oh, yep. but <laughs> I mean, just strangles reality <laughs> so deep out of the picture. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so, it is something we talked about fairies, about you if you're two fairies together, then you really need that separate space. So mm -hmm. if you're two gnomes together, you really need the distinct lineation of who's doing what. Yep. Or if you're living in the same household, you you really need separate your own lives yep. Yep. and your own circle of fellowship around you yep. um, to crack that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it sounds like the gnome natural avatars that it would gravitate to and find a real easy connect with. Yep. Dwarf for sure, Hobbit for sure, another gnome. Yep, yep. Not, we, and we discussed this last time, not yep. so much the fairy. Not so much the fairy. <laughs> you you got to find, yep. you, you got to work to find the overlaps yep. there, the yep. natural things. Yep. Uh, not so much the elf. Not so much the elf. You gotta, yep. Yep. That's a lot of work to yep. find the overlaps. And not so much the human. Not so much the human. Yeah, they're too eccentric and humans are Convention. conventional. They like, they <laughs> yeah. like role play. Not, yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. So, um, okay, well, yeah. that's cool. Mm -hmm. But I think it does open up the space for us to have a brief conversation about, like, you know, if there's been a lot of conditioning in your system, mm -hmm. and, and it has for all of us. Everybody, yeah. The conventional oh. viewpoint. How much do we get of that, you know? Just we, and it, every domain of our lives. Totally. You know? And I think for everybody, there's this story of what a good, awake, mm. um, you know, like spiritual. clear, spiritual, yeah. kind yeah. person is. Yes. And there's a, there's a strict line of that, right? Like that person... Um, I just had a great conversation about this. This com that that if you're a good, awake, kind, clear, wise person, which we're all trying to be, <laughs> then we savor every moment. Then we right. move slowly. Yes. We cook our food 
Yeah. From scratch. Yes. If you're doing good self-care, you, you know, cook yes. food from scratch and you drink you gr- a lot of water. You and grow you, the food. Yes, you grow the food. Yes, you do it DIY. You, you never use single-use plastics. No. Never. No. You, you know, like you don't litter. You. Right. You might eat vegetarian for sure. Yes, you know, vegetarian, <laughs> vegan even better. Yes. It's better for the planet. So. So there's these layers of conventional programming because that's that's the whole conventionality that's sitting on top of to be a successful human, you need to be married yep. or yep. to be a successful human, you need to be a parent yep. or to be any level of fulfillment, right? Like you these, make this much income. Or yeah. This much, you know, own your yeah. own home. Like yep. these are these conventionalities that are these overlays, these facades yes. on reality. Mm-hmm. And the irony of the whole thing is that the closer you get to reality, um, the closer you get to your own authenticity, mm-hmm. which is the closer you get to fulfillment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fulfillment is not found in aligning to the facade, no, to the conventionality. And as everyone who ever reached conventionality yes. will say to you, it was not where fulfillment or deep joy was not found. Not what I thought. Yep. <laughs> um, it's not over what I was told. reality. By yes. the very nature that it is reality. Yes. 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 <laughs> there's already a fulfillment built into it because it's already what is. Like there's a relaxation yeah. of that. When the map is not the territory, the menu is not the meal, you know, you yes. try to eat the menu. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. the story. Yep. Yeah. The facade. Yes. So, um, and in truth, that's where our deeper tools come in. And yes. we've been seeing that on Facebook and some of the conversations uh, some of the feedback on the email too is like okay so where what's next then how do I and that's really where the bulk of our work comes in um and so simply put you know go to the website kierantrace.com there's step one step two step three step four right there but let's talk about what that is because in step one um step one is to take that the, the free course which is a which is really a delicious yes choice. It's a, it's a course for making authentic choices yeah. and making authentic do- choices. Um, and it's the, you know, it's it's the thing the marketing crew did really well. You know, they put it in with the newsletter, mm-hmm. but it's an excellent course mm-hmm. and it's free and it shows you how to make choices from authenticity. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, it's tough. It's tough, right? Because we've all been so conditioned and you're going to run into all those layers of conditioning just in asking, what do you want for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. so the course lays out where very precisely to make those choices yeah. from and how step by step to make the choices, but what you will be faced against. So you, so you, you may take the course and find yourself in the first day or two recognizing how to make this, the choice, but the tie the pressure of that conventionality on you to make a different choice is so powerful. And that's what I hear when people take that course. I often get an email that'll say, holy crow, Mm -hmm. I made this one choice and I can see how every other choice I've been making has been so ridiculous. But I'm never going to make the right choice again. Because, <laughs> it was so scary. Because my husband thinks this, and yes. my sister says this, and my kid mm-hmm. says this, and my parents think this. Yeah, yep. You know, all that fear comes in. Yeah. I'm lose it all. It'll just go crazy. I can't do this. I Nothing can't will do keep, this. Everything will fall apart. Everything will fall apart. All lies, by the way. <laughs> not actually true. It's the. It's when you poke at that facade. Yeah. It flips the world. Yes. But it only flips the facade world. It doesn't yes. flip. 
the reality. No. And so in truth, everything is fine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yes. so when you take step one, which we really say do, mm-hmm. do, if you're listening to this podcast, definitely take that course. Yep. And just the only thing you need to expect of yourself is to watch how crazy your decision making is. <laughs> yes. And if you're sensitive to that word because of mental health issues, what I mean by the word <laughs> crazy is full of conditioned response. Yeah. And a lot of that conditioned response is rooted in fear versus what is authentically yours. And if that's all you could do, if all you can do is two days of the course Mm. in which you got to witness how you could make a very good choice for yourself Mm -hmm. versus how you usually make decisions. Mm -hmm. If that's all you got, then that's fantastic. Then that would be a win. Yep. Absolutely. Already a win. Um, and that's step one. And you you only need to get that far to go to step two. Yep, yep. <laughs> you don't have to get all the way through step one to make it to step two. And yep. step two is a is a beautiful course for your mind, yep. um, which is a, a a step by step on how to right there get a little space from that conventionality mm-hmm. and that fear. Mm-hmm. Just just a little bit of breathing space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is what that course is. It's very, very effective at Increasing it. Increasing your awareness just a little bit more and a little bit more. You yeah. Can, it's it's possible. It's possible. Because in step one, you really, you have to see how you keep making these choices away from your authenticity. Yeah. And that's difficult to see. So we make a map for you in that mm-hmm. course. But then when you can see how that's occurring, there comes the what. Like, so then mm-hmm. what do I do with that parallel, mm-hmm. with the fear? Like this conditioning is here and there's this fear and so here is a a process to just get that space Mm -hmm. so um yeah start there start there yeah absolutely cool okay so gnome friends we want to hear from you we're on facebook yep talking away makes their conversations over there Mm -hmm. yep um, I'm waiting in sometimes. Our uh, co-producer, Austin Peters, is in there sometimes. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of rich conversations happening in Facebook. So we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Tell us everything. Tell us everything. Tell us about you as a gnome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your what gnome your friends. Yeah, but we want to know your <laughs> field of research <laughs> yes. currently. Tell us. Yes. Tell us where Give us all the details. We want I'm know. your biggest fan. Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> or if you are not a gnome, I want we want to know about the you seeing the gnomes in your life. What are you seeing? What are you mm-hmm. seeing by starting to learn these patterns in people? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Till next time. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Love you.